Welcome everyone back to the SSSF Range Time Podcast, where we talk about all the news as it pertains to the Scholastic Clay Target Program and the Scholastic Action Shooting Program. I am your host, Tom Davis, and we just got back from the Scholastic Action Shooting Program's College Nationals in Talladega, Alabama. It was hosted alongside the Talladega Regional for some of the junior teams, and uh, man, what a great event. I'm going to have a write-up uh, up on the website here shortly. Um, I took a bunch of pictures throughout the weekend, so we'll be working on those throughout the week, depending on when you uh, are listening to this. And and the goal of having the Talladega Regional and College Nationals happening at the same time, the same range, was really to uh, help as many kids shoot early on in the season as possible. And um, you know, we had uh, a handful of junior teams uh, rubbing shoulders alongside the uh, the collegiate teams uh, during their national championship and and man it was a huge success because I actually saw college teams talking to younger athletes kind of seeing hey you know congratulations on your performance during Talladega regionals you know where are you looking to to go to college so um I think the event was a huge success overall and also interesting because SASP recently added the international air disciplines we actually had a mobile 10 meter air pistol event on site at the college national slash uh, Talladega regional. So uh, teams were able to kind of get a feel for what that uh, very, very different uh, discipline of shooting uh, is like. And we had our director of development for the international disciplines, Mr. Jim Henderson there on site. He was running teams, uh, through SASP stages, but also gave them some insight and uh, and kind of brought them into the world of those international disciplines. So I think um, at least we were getting one new international team. I believe Liberty University uh, has interest in creating an international team uh, there for air pistols. So that was really exciting. And so I was taking photos uh, throughout the weekend, so I'll be uh, working on those and we'll be uploading those to the SASP Facebook page. I think we'll create an album there and uh, perhaps a Google Drive for that. And we saw some very exciting results at the end of the uh, match. The five-year streak of Texas A&M has been dethroned. That's right. Liberty University came back to claim the Tammy Mallory Rifle Cup and also took home the Pistol Cup. So we saw a lot of smiling faces uh, headed back to Liberty University. So congratulations to their team for all their all their hard work uh, in preparation for the season and their fantastic performances in uh, the rifle and pistol disciplines. Speaking of college nationals, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, SCTP College Nationals is probably happening right now at uh, the Cardinal Center in Marengo, Ohio. So uh, we're really excited to hear uh, the results from that uh, multi-day shoot. And like SASP College Nationals, high school athletes were invited to the SCTB College Nationals to compete as a separate scored event, but also to uh, rub shoulders and and network with college uh, athletes and teams and coaches. So we're real excited uh, to hear back the results of that event as well. Are you a graduating high school senior this semester? Well, we have some great news for you. If you are looking to go to college, we want you to apply for the scholarship program that SSSF is offering. And since 2013, the SSSF has awarded over $550,000 in scholarship funds 
benefiting over 500 student-athletes from nearly all 50 states in the Scholastic Clay Target and Scholastic Action Shooting programs. Last year alone, we awarded over $100,000 to those qualifying applicants. So, if you are a graduating high school senior and looking to go to college, go ahead and head over to the SSSF website at sssfonline.org. And from there in the about section, you'll see the scholarship tab. Go and click that scholarship tab. I want you to read through all the information and then download the application. And those will be due by midnight, April 18th to your respective program director in the SCTP or SASP. And be sure to read through all the directions again before you apply, just to make sure that you're uh, adhering to all the guidelines. And over on the SCTP side, we have announced that we are going to be hosting the 2021 Olympic and Sporting Clays Development Camp. Uh, applications are now being accepted, and those will be closed on April 10th. So head over to the My SCTP website, and in the news section, you'll see all the details about this uh, really great opportunity. And the purpose of this camp is to give focused training for SCTP athletes uh, in the Olympic disciplines of bunker trap, international skeet, and... Um, also sporting clays. Your lead instructor for the camp will be former Olympian Terry DeWitt, and the lead instructor for the sporting clays portion will be two-time Guinness World Record holder Mr. Dave Miller of CZ Field Sports. So we're real excited to put this camp on. Athletes can apply as well as SCTP coaches and state advisors. So remember those applications close on April the 10th. Last year, I was able to sit down with a particular SCTP athlete, and I recently put out a story about her on the SCTP blog. I want our audience to know about this SCTP athlete's story and kind of realize just how much you can accomplish uh, despite roadblocks that are set in your way. Emily Ferguson is an SCTP athlete from the state of Tennessee that focuses on trap, and her accomplishments include high overall grand champion of the SCTP Tennessee Trap State Championship. Uh, she shot a 199 out of 200 at Nationals in 2019, and she won the Rudy Cup. It's an award only given to the top shooter from Tennessee at Nationals, and she became the first female in history to claim that title. Now, I don't want to give it away. I want you to read the story, but... Um, she had significant setbacks and has been able to achieve so much in her life, uh, both on and off the field. And it's just really, a really inspiring story. So head over to myscetv.com In the news section, you will see her story up front and center. Being on a shooting team provides our youth with valuable life skills like confidence, responsibility, and leadership. However, most of the nation's youth shooting teams have little or no funding. The Midway USA Foundation is a 501c3 public charity working to sustain and grow the shooting sports industry by providing long-term funding to thousands of these teams, probably one in your community. Learn how the Midway USA Foundation is changing the future of youth shooting sports. Visit MidwayUSAFoundation.org. Okay, listeners, we are here with Mr. John Linquist. He works at the Midway USA Foundation. And John, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do there. Yeah, I um, uh, like I said, I'm John Lindquist. My office happens to reside up in Northwest Iowa, and I work for the Midway USA Foundation, which is housed and operated out of Columbia, Missouri, and it has been there since the beginning, uh, back in 2007. And my position with the organization is the relationship manager, so I work with. Um, Industries, foundations, uh, individual donors, um, 
anybody that wants to support the foundation in one capacity or another, I help connect them so that they have opportunities to uh, provide support and get more kids outdoor shooting. All right, John. So yeah, Midway USA Foundation works really hand in hand on a lot of our youth shooting teams. Um, so let's let's dispel kind of the the confusion between Midway USA as a retailer and Midway USA Foundation. Yeah, that's a that's a common thing. Um, so Midway USA, the retailer, has been around since I believe it was 1977. Uh, Larry and Brenda Potterfield founded the the company. They are a retail company that sells everything um, related to guns, fishing, camping. I mean, they they are a huge online retailer. Uh, If you can't find ammo or you can't find a certain firearm, that's a great place to go look because most typically they have it. Um, Midway USA Foundation was actually uh, founded by Larry and Brenda Potterfield as well. It started in 2007, again, on the same campus as Midway USA, the retailer. Um, But we are not connected in any way, shape, or form. We are a separate entity. We're a 501c3. Um, We work within youth shooting sports only. Um, We don't sell any products. Um, We just work to kind of secure the future of all youth shooting sports so that they can go forward and not have – I guess, stressful moments or worries about how are we going to finance this team? So that's kind of what we do separate from the retailer. So if somebody uh, would happen to want, uh, you know, a brick of nine millimeter ammo, the foundation's not the place to call for that. <laughs> that would yeah, be I the, the retailer order. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. Um, no overlap. Sorry. But anyway, <laughs> well, the, the work that you do is in, I'm sure incredibly rewarding. We love, you know, at the SSSF, we really love working hand in hand with you guys to, to really help these teams um, get established and maintain, make sure they keep shooting into the future. Yeah, yeah. The the organizations work extremely well together, and I I always credit that to a lot of different things. But um, but leadership plays into it. Our clientels are seamless. Um, you guys support. You know, the Scholastic Action Shooting Program, you support the SCTP program, and those are direct customers of ours. That's the kind of right. clientele we want to work with. And we don't want them to not be able to go to tournaments or shoot because of funding. So the foundation has set up a structure where um, shooting teams all across the country can open an endowment account with us for free. Um, it's typically something that takes, you know, 10 minutes to set up the account, to be honest. Once it's up and running, we like to uh, see the team make a deposit within a few weeks of a hundred bucks. It goes into their own account, just like a bank account, you know, but it goes into their own endowment account. It starts it. We, we will match that. We have $160,000 a month set aside for matching. So whatever comes in that month, we, we match it, divide it into that 160 grand. And then they can grow their account over time and every year, um, they can pull um, a grant out of that endowment account of 5%. So there are teams that have endowment accounts with, you know, a thousand bucks in them. And there are teams that have endowment accounts over a million dollars. And they will receive a 5% grant out of that account every year forever. So um, in the case of uh, uh, some teams, you know, they're pulling in thirty-seven dollars to $50,000 a year 
just start out their shooting season, which is pretty cool because then the kids and the parents will have to worry about, okay, how are we going to afford this? Because shooting sports like golf or any other sport is expensive. There's equipment to buy and travel and consumables and, uh, you know, food and all that good stuff. So it's it's expensive. It's very expensive. And then in the individual sports, there's even some sports that are clearly more expensive than the others. right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what what would you say separates those very successful teams? You mentioned teams with you know tens of thousands of dollars on their account versus the ones that are kind of the lower level accounts. Mm-hmm. Is that a matter of really getting the teams and networks involved in fundraising? And maybe you could talk about all the resources that are available because you know in the last uh, talk I had with uh, Ben Burka, um, we mentioned just how incredibly useful. Um, these resources are from the Midway USA Foundation, and it's it's kind of like a almost like a best kept secret, but not a secret. Yeah. It's just something that a lot of teams don't utilize, and more teams should really take advantage. Of yeah, they're. yeah. So, a um, couple of things there. Everybody starts at zero. You know, all all teams when they open up an account, they're starting at zero, just like a normal um, investment account you'd have or a bank account you'd have. And what I typically like to tell them is, look, you know, you're not going to get to half a million dollars or $750,000 overnight, you know, but put together a plan start thinking about doing uh, an annual fundraiser at the least, you know, do one fundraiser a year and be prepared and, and plan for that. Some teams have taken it to the next step and they, um, they try to do something maybe every quarter or every other month and they will set a calendar to try to take advantage of our programs that are on the calendar that have like additional matching opportunities or maybe they um, they know that hey our team shoots spring and fall we're going to take some of the Midway USA Foundation fundraising products and we're going to use those one in the spring and one in the fall whatever it is they're, they're putting together a plan so it's, it's really important I think for a new team to kind of step back and work with their program manager. You know, we have four of those around the country and put together a plan of how can we fundraise to, to maximize your resources and, and our time. And, and then on top of that, I think it's really uh, prudent that they do some research on the, um, the organizations out there that kind of host the shooting sports opportunities like triple SSF. What's neat about them is they have programs within their organization that teams can work within. And in some cases, triple SSF will match their fundraising dollars or they'll have incentive fundraising dollars. And they send that in along with the team money. And then we match the team money when it gets to our place. So then it, it has that multiplication compounding effect right away. Right. And, you know, you jump from zero to 10 grand, you know, in a heartbeat. Um, so I think that our partners, which you guys are one of, um, play a crucial role on the growth of the the industry as well as you shooting sports. And a lot of the industry people now, you know, gun manufacturers, ammo manufacturers, they're, they're really recognizing that, um, now's not really a time where like sales are suppressed. I mean, now everything is selling like crazy, but in those times where, um, 
maybe it, it, things are calmed down in the buying market and stuff. Um, youth shooting sports really generates a lot of revenue uh, for those industries. And, and those dollars impact all of us because there's Pittman-Robertson dollars attached to every gun purchase and every ammo purchase. And that's an 11% excise tax that goes to uh, the federal level. Those dollars are redistributed back down to each state and they go to things like hunter's education or open lands. They go to uh, training opportunities. They're used for a lot of things for the general public, if you will. And I think that is something that gets lost in the wash. And it's, um, it's cool to see how the boom in youth shooting sports is, is impacting the rest of the nation in a real positive way without people even knowing about it, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point because when people do talk about Pittman-Roberts, it's usually in the context of what hunters are doing to support conservation. (laughs) But you've brought up the fact that, you know, these these families of of youth shooters, I mean, you know, we've got thousands of kids out there who are buying product throughout the season, throughout the year, and are contributing to to those funds uh, down at the state Mm -hmm. level. I, I hunt a fair amount, um, archery and, and shotgun, and I might go through, to be perfectly honest, I might go through two boxes of shotgun shells a year hunting. Um, and I shoot a little trap. I may have shot sporting clays with you and had some fun. But an athlete goes through flats of ammunition a year. Yeah, without blinking. Without even a blink. That's like that's, one weekend. For that's for kids. practice, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas myself, you know, I'm not contributing much as a hunter, but boy, shooting sports is a huge com- component to that whole formula. So what people get lost in is, you know, I'm a hunter, I'm supporting all these things. And, and the fact is, yeah, I am. But you shooting sports probably provides over 70% of that funding because there's more numbers, there's more shooting, they're buying more equipment, they're doing it on a more regular basis. And it just kind of plays into the formula. And I think everybody needs to be very appreciative of the fact that kids are carrying the load at the moment when hunting is declining and this thing out there called uh, R3, you know, recruitment, retention, and reactivation is going on. Um, You know, without youth shooting sports, those numbers would be crashing even harder because, uh, you know, those kids will eventually circle back to some form of shooting. And in a lot of cases that, that is hunting, you know, later in life, everybody needs to learn to shoot before they go hunt, sure. you know, that, that, that also gets lost. So <laughs> I, I think it's important that we realize how, how uh, valuable this program is to conservation, to open spaces, to the future of our, our shooting sports heritage. I mean, all those things are part of our legacy that we want to make sure is strong when we leave the face of this earth. And you shooting sports is uh, something I'm very, very proud of. This is a cool conversation. I I hope a lot of people get some value out of it because, you know, everyone knows the word conservation and supporting conservation in the environment. But uh, you don't really hear about shooting sports in the same sentence. Right. (laughs) Right. That's maybe something, uh, a fact um, that people can can include in conservation. conversations after after hearing what we've spoken about yeah i i know everybody loves you know clean water to drink yeah. and uh clean water is from conservation and conservation happens because of things like you shooting sports i mean you can draw a direct line between one to the next so every time a kid shoots a box of shells you know they're contributing to a bigger bigger uh 
process that affects every home when they turn on the water. You know, it, it all plays into it. So I, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm very yeah. proud of that. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool uh, con- connection we have there. So earlier, um, we mentioned the products, the fundraising products available mm-hmm. to youth shooting sports teams um, through the Midway USA Foundation. Can you kind of give us an idea of what teams can find? Yeah, so um, on our website, you know, which is midwayusafoundation.org, O-R-G, um, we've got a fundraising tab. It's right in the middle of our the top of our webpage. If you click on that, there's one called uh, Fundraising Products. And it, it, what's cool about it is um, it changes almost weekly. So right now, we try to keep around a dozen products up there. They are coming and going. Um, in fact, I spend a great deal of time trying to work with our partners to find new products that we can backfill with and, and launch. And, and let's put as this you'll up notice, front. This is not costing the teams anything. No, nah, no. Nah, th- these, uh, these are free to teams. These are free to uh, partners within their community who are raising money for their teams. These are shipped for free. So the teams have not a nickel stuck into any one of these items. And they range from, you know, um, uh, coolers to rifles to shotguns, pistols, uh, Garmin watches, Garmin Zero S1 trainers. Um, they've got all kinds of cool drones, um, knives, even these awesome shooting glasses a lot of people haven't heard of by SSP Eyewear. They're uh, the MedHow kit. It comes with seven different lenses, and it's, uh, it's a product that they can get for free. They can order up to three of each of these things. Um, they can use them at their, their local level however they want. Most shooting teams will conduct a raffle. Um, so they need tickets, right? They need posters or postcards or promotional material, and they can order those right on our website as well. Um, we've got a, a print tickets tab right beside every individual item that they order, and uh, it'll have a graphic. It can have the team mascot logo on there, uh, whatever price they want. They can include any legal documentation as far as conducting raffles at the state level, you know, whatever licensing they need there. And it's, it's just available so that they got a, a head start. And the idea is that they will take this and there'll be a fundraising goal. So let's just for kicks and grins, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the uh, big frig badlands cooler and uh, we want the team or the group, whoever, takes this product to go out and raise $600 with it, okay? They can do a spaghetti feed. They can do a raffle. They can do a car wash. They can um, go out and find sponsors uh, at 100 bucks a piece or whatever they want to do. We want them to raise $600 for that cooler. Once they're done, and they can raise whatever amount they want. They can yeah. raise 1000 or two. Yeah. yeah, at least 600 We want them to turn around and send $300 of that back to their endowment account. Okay, so the money goes into their endowment account. We're going to match it with part of that 160000 a month that I told you about. And for the most part, it's roughly around a one-to-one match, for the most part. It depends on what comes in that month. So we can't say it's exactly, you know, this percentage, but that's, that's kind of the gist of it. And uh, the, the rest of the money, anything over that $300, they can use for whatever they want at the local level. So they can use it for travel, training, ammo, consumables, uniforms, 
Um, they can go to nationals with those proceeds. They can do whatever they want. Um, we don't, we don't track that money on their side. On our side, um, when they apply for the grant, they can pretty much do whatever they want with the money with the exception of, uh, they can't do any political lobbying. They can't, they can't purchase any guns and they can't do, um, um, individual scholarships because that doesn't really benefit that, that team. It benefits one athlete. Mm-hmm. So, so for team expenses, yeah, you know, operations continuing into, uh, threat. absolutely. You got it. You got it. So it's, um, it's cool when a team takes those dollars and they use them to train the kids or to, um, reduce the cost of participation by the uniforms, whatever it is. It, it's really fun to watch how teams utilize those dollars to, their benefit because every team has slightly different needs, um, travel restrictions, whatever, but having the money to do it and to make the choice is, is removing a huge barrier. Can I tell you a story real quick? Absolutely. So many, many years ago, I was on the university of Florida shooting team and we, we took advantage of this program. It's the exact Mm -hmm. program. We got uh, a Browning, uh, I can't remember what model it was, but it was a Browning shotgun autoloader, mm-hmm. uh, despite being a, a pistol team. But we figured, hey, what fundraising item is going to net us the most money at the end of the day, mm-hmm. even though we're pistol kids? So we, yep. we settled on a shotgun, beautiful, gorgeous shotgun. And you know what? We engaged all of our, our networks and we ended up raising, I don't remember the amount of money off the top of my head, but it was a considerable amount because... Not only did you have people uh, interested in the shotgun, but then you got like bidding wars about see who could get more more raffle tickets and who was you know people are saying I'm I'm going to win this and then their buddy said no I'm going to win I'm going to buy five more right. tickets than you. So uh, it was an incredibly successful fundraiser, and you know it cost us nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's no input costs, um, not even the shipping, like I said, and I think people. You know, the first thing they say is, well, I got to send half that money back to the endowment, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, but it's, it's your still money. your money. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's just not money that you can put your hands on every year from a standpoint of spending 100% of it. We, we want to set up an endowment account for your team so that in 50, 100, 200 years from now, you're still getting the same amount of money out mm-hmm. of there to support the kids that are fifth, sixth, seventh generation from, from these shooters today. So it's long-term vision that, um, you know, Larry and Brenda Potterfield had when they set up the foundation. They, they wanted to change the future and particularly shooting sports for kids. And this is a great way to do it because those dollars will be there forever. Mm-hmm. So s- circling back to Florida State. Um, no, not Florida State. There's oh, a clear distinction, sir. Oh, Go Gators. Oh. Oh my gosh! Are I'm so glad me? that was on the podcast. That's so funny. Well, well, Florida State actually has 157,000 okay. in their endowment. Let's see what you had. Oh, see Florida University of Florida pistol team Gainesville. Sound right? That's right. That's All right, right, I'll let it. I'll let it slide this one time. You guys have right at 56,000 in your endowment, which means you'll get 2,800 dollars a year in a grant forever. Mm-hmm. If you did nothing more than just that. But my guess is the coaches are trying to do something a little bit every year and keep growing that endowment account over time. It's, it's, it's the best way to approach it. Just don't, 
don't get the mindset that, oh, we got to get to a half million dollars tomorrow. And yeah. it's like, that's tough, you know. But if you do it over five, ten years, it's it's very doable. Long-term funding is the yep. name of the game here. Absolutely. And, and leveraging and matching your dollars whenever possible. That's also important. Yeah, it's, it's a, a continuing... A, continue, a continuing effort, um, but it's not like you're setting aside this money that you're not going to see in three years. You can still, you know, receive cash grants back every single year. Every single year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, and, like you said, during these, these fundraising events, you you keep some of the, the money raised. So right, you, right. Yeah, you constantly have funds throughout the year if you take advantage of these uh, opportunities from the Midway USA Foundation. And I think that's just something that um, a lot of the, the teams that get it do it incredibly well. <laughs> yeah. It's just that, um, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a um, barrier to entry to kind of wrap your mind around, okay, I got to do a fundraiser every, every you know, yeah. quarter. How am I going to do this? You know, yeah. So hopefully Most this coaches, conversation has, has kind of um, enlightened people as to how easy yeah, it is to keep this. Absolutely. This, yeah. Kind of keep it rolling. I know most coaches, when they come on, they're trying to learn how to be a good shooting coach. Sure. And, and they want to be the best they can be for the kids. They're not on that squad to kill time. They could do a million other things. They're on that squad because they care about the kids. Yeah. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's what they care about. So what we want to do with the foundation is provide them the freedom to do just that. They're not typically a fundraising expert. Mm-hmm. They don't know where to begin with finding stuff to do that with. They don't know what a layout of a raffle ticket should look like. They don't know how to distribute tickets. They don't know any of those things. So kind of imagine, you know, we've put all those tools in a box for them. You know, we've got the the fundraising items themselves. They can mix and match. They can pick and choose. Um, we've got the tickets. We've got the uh, legal information on our website for every state for fundraising. You know, so they kind of know the gaming rules and all that that's on our website. Um, and, and we will hold their hand through the process. That's why we have program managers. They're there to help work with those coaches to be successful with all that done, they can focus on the stuff that they love. And that's working with the kids to be better athletes and help them find their path in life. And maybe that's uh, to go to Florida to be a pistol shooter <laughs> and, uh, and end up at triple SSF uh, working in marketing, you know, Whoa. you're, you're, Who's you're that? a product of the whole system and you I probably am. don't even know it, man. Yeah. Think about all the Pittman dollar, Pittman Roberts yeah. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, so real quick, um, I want to circle back to um, a scenario that I thought of that maybe people are, are uh, have a question in their head. So let's say they, they want to take advantage of one of these fundraising products. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're thinking, well, what if I fail? What if I don't raise that minimum amount? What happens? In right. That case? Right. So. First of all, um, I think one of the questions is, is how long do I have to work with this item, right? And with COVID going on and we had gaps in the shooting season because kids couldn't shoot or for, some, for some reason or another. You know, teams weren't meeting, whatever. Up front, you know, we give them nine months to do this fundraiser. And although that's um, designed to kind of keep it moving along, if, if a team calls and says, John, you know, we just can't knock it. We need another month. We need another two months. 
I mean, we're going to be flexible enough to work with these people. We just have to put a timeline on it or it goes on forever. Sure. You know what I mean? So there's, there's got to be a goal. And typically when teams call and order the, the product, they've already got a plan in place. This is going to be done in two months or three months anyway. So nine months is very generous. But once they get the item and they start getting into the raffling, if they're having problems, I mean, obviously they can reach out to us. We can give them suggestions or opportunities or give them uh, best practices. You know, we've got a, a toolkit available for marketing all these products. It's on our website as well. And it's got um, best techniques to contact your media locally. Um, how, do I, how do I print up a press release? Well, that's in there. There's a sample. How do I promote it at the local pizza ranch or wherever the restaurant is in your neck of the woods? There's posters and postcards you can get through our ticket service. Um, so there's kind of a, a mixed opportunity. And then we also talk about who are you engaging in your community to help you? And a lot of people don't think about that. But in the non-governmental organizations locally, like um, Ducks Unlimited or Pheasants Forever or National Wild Turkey Federation, a lot of them have um, youth education as part of their their mission. So if you can reach out to them and say, hey, guys, we need some help. Um, we're doing a fundraiser. Can you help give us some expertise? You know, those guys do a banquet every year that's typically very large, and they understand fundraising. And they may bring in the shooting team into that fundraiser mm-hmm. and say, here's a table, sell your tickets here. Or they may say, we want to buy X number of tickets and here's, you know, a thousand dollars or something. It really depends on each one of them. But here locally, we've got an SCTP team, uh, the Siblio Cheating Generals, yeah, the go generals Mm -hmm. and, and the Pheasants Forever chapter, which I'm a volunteer for. We work in lockstep locally to grow the endowment account. That's our, what we're doing together is growing our endowment account. So that team is probably less than 10 years old. Um, we do uh, our annual banquet and we also encourage them to take Midway USA foundation fundraising items. And we work together on those items. And I think the team's endowment account right now is around 274,000. So you can look at all the endowment accounts up on our website. You just Google the team right there. But the cool part is, is they're not doing it alone. We don't, we don't expect them to do it alone, but it's something that we as a chapter of Pheasants Forever, decided this is important. We want these kids to be shooting in 50, 100, 200 years. They got to have money to do that. So we also realize we can't do it overnight, you know. So um, the chapter has the ability to get some of these fundraising items because it's specifically for that team, and we're, we're following the guidelines and working in lockstep with them. But if they call and say, hey, John, we need, um, we need your chapter to help us with this uh, – Browning Satori fundraiser, will you help us? We got it from the foundation. We're going to step up and help them too and buy some tickets or help them sell them or promote them or whatever. We're going to help. So if you can build a relationship with the Kiwanis or the JCs or any public service group within your community and also keep the businesses in town informed of what you're doing, not, not just the gun shop, but the stores up and down main street that have an affinity for what you're doing, you know, they're going to support you. Um, and that's really key. If you end up short, um, let's say, you know, the pro- the fundraising goal was $600 and we wanted $300 sent back in. 
be, say you make $400. Hmm. In that case, we're still hoping that you're going to send in that $300 and that's going to protect that endowment account and grow it over time. You can keep that other 100 for immediate needs there locally. That's just an example of the way it would work. But we're, we're trying to be flexible on everything we do with fundraising, but we've got to kind of have a little bit of a line in the sand to kind of keep it moving along because that's uh, easy to ignore if you don't let it mm-hmm. um, come but, top of mind. But sounds yeah. like there's so many uh, resources, not not just fundraising, but uh, in terms of having a successful fundraising um, experience. You know, you guys really provide a lot of expertise and resources to help those teams uh, yeah. be successful. So that's really good, great. And we can't thank you enough for all that you do for <laughs> youth shooting. Yeah, I, I, I admire our marketing staff a ton. Um, it's a small staff, but when they made that toolkit, I looked through it, I thought, geez, if if you're struggling with what to do, that will answer yeah. those questions and provide you the tools to be successful. Yeah, it's but, like things like uh, how to make a successful Facebook and Instagram post. Mm-hmm. So you're not Absolutely. just engaging the local community, which is very important, but you're also uh, tapping into those electronic um, networks. Resources. Yeah, social mm-hmm. media Absolutely. networks, rather. Yeah, yeah. And, and keep in mind, you know, the foundation was to... to um, work within communities locally to help grow the shooting sports program. So it doesn't have to be just the team. Uh, it, the whole community can rally around them and help them. Parents, boosters, school, um, you know, the conservation groups, uh, civic groups, all of those folks can help. Mm. So, so let's, um, let's wrap it up. I want to talk about one more thing. Now, mm-hmm. this this audience listening to this podcast is primarily SETP and SASP uh, invested mm-hmm. folks, either athletes, coaches, parents, um, mm-hmm. donors. But let's say someone has stumbled across this conversation and wants to contribute to their local team. Um, there's a way to look up teams, yeah. endowment accounts on the Midway USA Foundation website. Absolutely. And it's probably our most used tab on the on the um, website so a lot of people do that um, they they hear about the foundation they want to give something that's going to last right mm-hmm. they don't want to they don't want to give a hundred dollars and it disappears they want to give a hundred dollars that's going to benefit a team in a hundred years right so basically they just go to midwayusafoundation.org on our home page if they scroll down a little bit there's going to be a find a team fund a team button Okay, you click on that button and it's going to pop up with a, a few fields. And in your case, like we were talking about Florida, let's say someone wants to support Florida. All you got to do is on the team name line, just type in the word Florida. That's it. Less is more in this case. All right. Then if you scroll down, every shooting team with the name Florida in it will, will be populated. And uh, you can see that uh, University of Florida, um, well, let's see here in Gainesville, your team ID is there, the city is there, and the state is there. So you click on that after you confirm that, yep, that's the right team. And in this case, uh, University of Florida pistol team in Gainesville, Florida, um, has that endowment account with right at 56000 Right below it, there's a big red button that says donate now to support this team. And you can click on that button. It's really intuitive once it pulls up. And you can make a secure uh, uh, payment through credit card. 
Um, you can choose any amount you want. We've got some predetermined amounts there, like 25 or 50 bucks or all the way up to 200. But let's say that you've got this great job at Triple SSF and you want to give $1,000 to the Gators. You can type that in and uh, you can choose to display your name or not. So it can be anonymous or it can be a company or it can be an individual. doesn't matter. You can choose to make that a recurring gift. So maybe you want to do $25 a month going forwards, which is very cool. And a lot of people do that. And uh, you can actually choose the team, make sure that it's going into the right, uh, right team and put your billing address information in your payment details and hit donate and you're done. So it's, um, you know, a lot of people are concerned, well, how secure is this? You know, it's very secure. It's, uh, it's um, running through Blackbot. It's all been, um, uh, predetermined and checked as safe. So a lot of people are like, I want to make a payment, but I don't trust doing it online. Pick up the phone and call us. We'll take the payment over the phone. We'll send you a gift receipt. Uh, whenever you make a donation, you get a gift receipt. Uh, it's for your tax purposes because we are a 501c3. Perfect. So they can, they can uh, plan around their estate. They can plan around their taxes. They can plan around a lot of different things uh, in their family day-to-day life. So it's going to benefit them down the road as well. But it's a cool way to leave a legacy. Uh, A lot of people don't think about it. They just kind of go through life and then they kind of hit that point where it's like, oh man, I worked hard, did all this stuff. And you know, now I've only got a few years left here. And how am I going to, what am I doing? What's my purpose? You know, how am I going to leave a legacy. And this is a great way to do it because that money will be invested uh, with us. Uh, Goldman Sachs manages all those accounts. Huh, okay. um, 5% will go back to that team every year. All you got to do is basically fill out a simple application and it's set in motion. So it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. That's so cool. And you know, again, I can't thank you guys enough for what you do. Um, for youth shooting sports, not, uh, not just immediately this season, but you know, if folks are understanding a conversation, these are, um, investments in their team that will last a lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. And beyond that's, what's really cool about it. And, um, what I love seeing is watching these kids like yourself go through the shooting sports program. You develop community leadership skills, you develop, um, discipline, you're, you're, going through school a lot easier than if you um, didn't have those experiences. Mm-hmm. And when you get out into your community, you're, you're a leader and people rely on you to do a variety of things. And uh, I think that's cool when you see these kids go through shooting sports and they get a leg up and they get it out in society and they, they just deliver in spades, you know, um, I, I'm very proud of that. So, job. Yeah, it's very I, rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my favorite parts uh, about shooting sports is is the people you meet. I've met mm-hmm. friends. I've gone places, especially met friends that I never would have otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of my best friends, they're out here in Florida. They're in Texas because, well, we went to Texas for a, a match right. against the A&M and uh, you yeah. know, keep in touch with those guys every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and now we are organizing... Uh, shooting sports matches for kids. So it's, it's come full yeah, circle. It is totally full circle. I, um, I'm kind of a product of it too. I got involved in shooting sports in junior high and it wasn't the same as what it is today, but we shot air rifles and we shot, um, 22s and shotguns and it shaped, you know, my love for the outdoors and what I, what I enjoy doing is shooting. And, you know, I would have never met you 
had I not been involved in shooting sports as a sure. as a kid. And uh, you know, you and I went to nationals last year, had a blast. It was extremely great event. And then we ended up having a chance to shoot at the kids and clays event. And, um, you know, that's stuff that I put in my back pocket. I remember a long time. It was a great opportunity for me. Team save so, the clays. Was our team save the clays. That was us. Uh, we saved a lot of clays that day. Yeah. <laughs> me especially. That was my first time shooting this morning. Yeah. Morning yeah. Well, I shot like it was my first time, but we, we had a good, lot of good laughs. So. Yeah. That was a great time. It was. Well, hey, we will um, thank you so much for, for your time, and we'll see you again at Nationals, and that, that's just in yeah. a few short months. Thank God. I'm looking forward to it, and we're, we're having more and more meetings popping up on shooting teams that are just starting up, and uh, state agencies are pulling together to coach trainings, that kind of thing. I think Iowa SCTP had theirs like a week ago or mm-hmm. something, yep. so they're, they're going on. Um, that's encouraging for us. We want to be a part of those. We want to help coaches that are trying to figure it out. You know, what do I do? How do I do it? Um, that's why we're here. You know, call us and pick up the phone or shoot us an email and we'll be happy to help you through the process. Yeah. So remind people what's the best way to contact, uh, you know, it's obviously midwayusafoundation.org. Yeah. Where are other yeah. ways? Yeah. If you go to the, if you go to the website um, underneath the about us uh, tab, which is a very far right tab on the uh, webpage, scroll down to our team. And there is a, uh, a, um, a rolling list of all the staff with a photo, phone number, email, a bio, all that basic information. And you can even click on, it says click here, and you can set up a video call with them or a phone call with them through Calendly so that you're, you're, you, know, you can see their calendar, you know, when they're free and when they're around and that kind of thing. Um, I don't think any of our staff, especially our program managers or myself, we don't work eight to five, you know, um, right. we realize you work eight to five. If you want to call me at seven, pick up the phone and call me at seven. You know, I'm totally cool with that. All of us are, we're, we're trying to help you grow a program that's important to us. So we want to be a part of that. It's yeah. so great to have you guys in the community and have such an incredible resource for, uh, these shooting teams who are starting out and, uh, continuing. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to working with them. So, all right, John, any, uh, any last words of uh, advice for these shooting sports teams? You know, just um, no better time to start an account than today. You know, if you're, if you're wondering, you know, or looking down the road, how do I do this? Start today. And if you have an account with us, just consistently do a fundraiser or consistently have a plan. It doesn't have to be a big one. It doesn't have to be a small one but kind of have it on a schedule and that will drive you to do uh, successful things. So that's really my only advice is keep chipping away at it. All right, John. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, maybe we'll chat with you again uh, at nationals. Yeah. How's that? That sounds like a plan. Okay. Let's Thanks. Do it. Thank See you. Ya. All right. I promised some sponsorship announcements for you guys in the future. And uh, now that ink is dry, I can finally announce some of them. Hunter's HD Gold has continued its gold level sponsorship of the Scholastic Action Shooting Program into 2021. Hunter's HD Gold is pretty popular in the action shooting community. Some of the top shooters, both juniors and adults, are using Hunter's HD Gold during their matches. Now, Hunter's HD Gold just launched what they're calling their Ruby line. And instead of that iconic gold lens type, the Ruby line actually enhances visibility of uh, red dot optics or red dot fiber optic sites. 
and also increases contrast against cloudy skies. So this may actually interest some of our SCTB athletes that they're tracking clay targets across the sky. I myself actually own some Hunter HD Golds, and what I really like about the lenses is early in the morning when the, the sun isn't quite up yet, you get a lot of light transmission through those lenses, so you're really able to do well early in the morning. Those are transition lenses, so those are actually adjusting to the amount of light that you're seeing throughout the day. And another feature of those lenses that isn't really talked about much is they're pretty hydrophobic. So what that means is if it's a hot day and you somehow get sweat on your lens, it's really easy to wipe off. You're not rubbing the lenses trying to get them dry for, you know, like a minute straight. It just wipes right off. So I really like that about Hunter's HD Gold lenses. Staying with the SASP, Tandem Cross has actually bumped their support of the program up to the Platinum Sponsor level. Tandem Cross is known for all these aftermarket parts for various shooting platforms. And they've been an ally to the program since 2018, so we're so excited to have them on board again and very thankful for their increased sponsorship of the program. On the SCTP side, actually I have huge news, White Flyer is now the official target of the SCTP. Since 2016 at Nationals Championships, over 6 million White Flyer targets have been thrown. So White Flyer has actually been an integral part of the program. So thank you to White Flyer for all your support over the years, and we are so excited for Nationals in July where we will be throwing even more White Flyer targets at those events. So earlier I mentioned Mr. Dave Miller will be one of the lead instructors at the SCTP 2021 Olympic Development Camp, and we are so excited that CZUSA has renewed its sponsorship for the SCTP, uh, actually increasing their sponsorship to the titanium sponsorship level. CZUSA has been such a great partner for the SCTP throughout the years. We are so thrilled that they are willing to increase their sponsorship of the program. We're excited to see Dave Miller and the rest of the CZUSA crew at Nationals in July, where athletes can try out CZUSA shotguns, and if you ask nicely, Dave will probably give you some tips. Federal Ammunition has actually renewed their sponsorship of the SATP and SASP programs. We're so excited to have household names of the industry supporting our program, so thank you to Federal and CCI for their renewed support. And to wrap things up for sponsorships this month, Birchwood Casey has returned to sponsor the Scholastic Action Shooting Program as a bronze sponsor. And in addition to sponsor support, Birchwood Casey has gone above and beyond its commitment to youth shooting sports by donating an ample supply of lead scrubber hand wipes for this summer's SASP National Championship. You know, although shooting sports are among one of the safest activities for youth athletes, safety still remains the number one concern of SASP program managers and our sponsors. Uh, this includes using quality hand wipes for lead removal, so we are so thankful for Birchwood Casey for that huge donation for the upcoming SASP National Championship in July. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Range Time Podcast. Now, before we go, I have a request for you. If you are listening on a platform that allows reviews, please consider giving us a review or a rating. This helps us become more visible on the podcast charts. This will help spread the word with what we are doing in the youth shooting sports and all the amazing stories that come out of the SCTV and SASP programs. So, for now, we'll catch you next month on the SSSF Range Time Podcast. Yeah.